second. Yeah, 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 I'm coming. Hold on. Ron? What are you doing here? There's something I need to tell you. Are we alone? Quick, grab anything you can. We gotta go. Is there a back door? They're coming. They're coming. Oh god, they're here. Go. Damn this wicked planet. Welcome to the Wicked Planet Podcast, episode 118. We are coming at you once again from the Haunted Garage in an undisclosed location known to nobody else but myself and Ron. From the vast misty hills, rolling tides, green fields, lakes, rivers, forests, streams, animals, and vast, vast, vast wildlife. <clears throat> Tonight, we talk about the most important things you've ever heard about in your entire life. But before we get to all of that, you know him as Ron from New England. Others know him as Hunter Biden's Coke dealer. Some as the man who diagnosed Kanye West's mental illness in a therapy setting. But his friends and family know him best as the great bear Jew of the North! Ron, what's going on? <laughs> or as Hitler would say, the Baron Juden! The Baron Juden Hyman Hey, you know, I just wanted to say. What? It's being reported. Oh, God. And official claims we may never know who left the cocaine at White House. One of the world's most secure buildings. I think it was you. I mean, you are his Coke dealer. I so. mean, come on. How much more is it going to fucking take? I mean, seriously, how much more is it going to take? Do you really believe Hunter, Hunter it, Biden? Though, Hunter Biden was in the fucking White House. He hangs out in the White House, so it's harder for anybody to serve him papers. And he was working in, I guess, the library in the West Wing. Just a, doing some studying. Just studying up on, you know... Currency fluctuations from Ukraine money to American money. Yes. And uh, and just happened to forget, uh, didn't say how much. Maybe like a gram, which a isn't a kilo, lot. kilo, I think. Oh. <clears throat> but, uh, Do you believe it, though? That's the other thing. So, the, so then Pierre comes out and says, well, I can tell you the President Biden was not in the White House when the cocaine was found. How many more fucking ways can you deflect? They should just check the books. From I bet this fucking guy has a problem. I bet some of the books they have like cutouts in the library. Oh, right, you just, mean like bags of cocaine in there? You know, like oh, could be like you know, like when spies, it's like when they gotta go somewhere and they gotta go on the run. 
And they go to like books. They start pulling books, and there's like money cut out in the books or like a gun. I just gotta grab this book. Cocaine, baby. Okay, so apparently, apparently, this portion of the White Wing is accessible to tours. The White Wing, West Wing. Oh, West Wing. Oh, it should be called the White Wing. (laughs) Should be called the White Wing now. And uh, make it snow, baby. Yeah, but the point is, Buckley, wouldn't there be cameras? Not in the White House. It's too secure. I'm sure there's cameras. It's so secure there aren't cameras. Okay, and I know you think it's a nothing burger. However, I think it's pretty funny. It is hilarious, but it's also just like, yeah. No, I don't. It? I don't mean this part. Oh, the the video that's circulating now that looks like Biden, uh, looks like uh, Hunter's uh, taking a little bump. They're calling it taking a little bump. Yeah, I just don't. I don't. I don't know. Well, there's Banaka blast. A little. What they used to call those things there. I forget, little shooters or whatever. It's just too much. You know, it's like, it just seems like they're just, they're just something's not right. They're just doing it right in your face because they know they can get away with it. But who even knows if he's doing it? First of all, maybe he is, maybe he's not. I'm sure he's not the only person in the White House that does cocaine. Probably not. There's people that are working in high intense levels of government and probably have a decent amount of money. They're probably doing a little burger sugar on the side to just get keep them going, to really buckle down and see how they can fuck up America more. They just snort some lines. Right, but it was Joe Biden who co-wrote or mostly wrote the crime bill. On coke! Throwing people in jail for, if you got a piece of cocaine. Run, biggest, that doesn't matter. Biggest this quarter. Yeah, it's all fucking it, horseshit. It doesn't matter because he's not black. Mm. If he was black, then he would go to jail for life. Since he's oh, yeah. the president's son, then he. Well, we don't know whose coke it was. It you know someone the stork left it there. Okay, so it was what, supposed to deliver a baby for Joe Biden to eat and sniff, right? But they delivered something else that Hunter Biden could sniff. Okay, let me ask you a question. Cocaine. If you got pulled over by a cop and they found a gram of coke in your car, I'd just I'd run. Yeah, but yeah, I'd, but a, I'd take off all my clothes. A precedence and just is being start set here. Across the freeway, a precedence is being set here. Okay, what were you going to say? Sorry, uh, you <laughs> would say, oh, "I don't know. That's not mine. I have no idea how that got there." Like I don't know. I think it's Jeez, my mom's. That's peculiar. <laughs> I think it's my grandma's. I think my my my, my cousin left it here. Uh, he just got out of the car. I just dropped him off, officer. Don't shoot me. I'm recording. Am I being detained? But the point is, how much more are we going to have to fucking sit back and watch? Of him doing cocaine? Of him just doing oh. whatever. I mean, is it is it, re- is it real, though? That's the thing. Is it real? Is it just something to get to tickle people's buttholes? Like, do you know what I mean? Cause well, it's just another distraction, as where everybody likes it's to say. It's either a distraction or it's something. Because I feel like they do this. As much as they like to distract, they do the other thing where they just try to put shit out there to make people angry. Do you know well, what I mean? Well, true. Put stuff out there. They know people will get mad about and fight about. That's about it. And since there's all this... Uh, this opposition and division of like Trump and Biden and like Trump's got all this weird indictment shit. And then obviously Biden, among a lot of things, one of the big things is Hunter and his laptop. So it's like they're just kind of feeding, you know, each each chicken with some grain yeah. or cocaine, whichever you want to call it. And so that everyone just gets pissed off and has something else to to to, to fucking argue about. It's like the. 
when we talk about distractions, I mean, I was ta- we, I was telling you about this, Ron, and I think someone s- sent me a video of this. Uh, somebody that listens to the show, um, you know, during the whole Titanic uh, Sub- submarine yeah. distraction being pumped in your face, and we're always like, look out if they're pumping it in your face. Fucking, you know, something else is going on. And then there's this, that same week, BlackRock, JP Morgan, uh, there's an article that comes out of them investing in the reconstruction of Ukraine. Yep. So isn't that interesting that, you know, there's two sides, it, it goes to show there's two sides of profit being made from the war. One, there's the war, funding the war. Uh, laundering money, uh, bullets, whatever else, ammunition, uh, guns, tanks, whatever, oil, gas. And then there's the other side, the aftermath of the money making, which is, you know, reconstructing a whole community and then a whole country, a whole country, sorry, and then making money off of that. So it's like a double edged sword. And I guarantee you, once everyone's made enough money, that's when the Ukraine shit will end. I feel like. What do you think, Rob? I think you're 100% on it. All right, so so BlackRock has already made a deal, locked down a deal, and I forget it's into trillions, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know the specific yeah, number. So, so they've already, they've already got the deal. They're going to rebuild Ukraine after the war. Hmm. So what does that tell you? That's only if Ukraine wins the war. Right. You think Russia, if Russia wins this war, first of all, first of all, this is a war like, what is the definition of a winner? Like, to me, in war is... Whoever gains power, I guess. The, the, right. So the winner takes all the territory. It's like capture the flag, right? The winner takes all the territory, then they're going to get to do whatever they want. So if Russia wins this war... There ain't going to be any fucking money from the West going in to rebuild Ukraine, and it definitely ain't going to be BlackRock. But we know that BlackRock is not going to sit back and not and be okay with not making any money on this reconstruction. Yeah. So is just this a big contrived planned war? Yeah. Everybody, the world's using it to make Russia look like the bad guy. And I doubt they're they're not going to beat Russia. I think they're. I think. Either when the money's made, right, or the deals are made, I think there'll either be like, oh, well, Russia and Ukraine are coming to terms and they're coming to peace and blah, blah, blah. Or it's going to be like there's going to be propaganda put out there where it's like may, it makes people think that Ru- Russia lost and Ukraine was victorious. But, like, are you fucking kidding me? Russia's never going to lose against Ukraine unless... The USA and other countries, the UK, uh, Canada, big countries, fall behind Ukraine, and they all combine forces against Russia. Mm-hmm. Then there could be a possibility of them winning. But just Ukraine alone, they're never going to fucking beat Russia. It's not going to happen. All right. Well, well. All right. Prove me wrong. <clears throat> Russia was involved in a war in this little backwards country called Afghanistan. And Never they, heard of it. And they left. Russia left? And and who, with their tails between their legs? Russia did? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, they're kind of like, you know. Okay, but who, who was... In the fucking desert. Who was supporting 
the Afghan rebels. America. 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 Yeah. <clears throat> I mean. It's, you know what? It's almost like this is just Afghanistan 2.0. Right. Because, I, I, okay, so you're. I agree that when you look at the big picture and you hear about, oh, how Russia is the big boogeyman of the world, always has been, I think that that's made up, too, to be honest. And I don't think they're as powerful as they want people to believe they are. So, again, could be all all smoke and mirrors, right? Mm. So we know that the war in Afghanistan didn't go well for them once the Afghan rebels, the Mujahideen, which was... Osama bin Laden, basically, was getting funding and helping help from the United States government through Charlie Wilson. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, that didn't turn out too good for the Russians. However, we know that the only way that this is going to be profitable for the world, the military-industrial complex, is if, in fact, some... Sort of peace deal is going to be struck. Russia leaves. Ukraine stays. And then the whole money-making process begins all over again. Mm. Here's what I think is going to happen. Never I've been saying right along, <clears throat> there's no reason why Russia's... I mean, it's been over a year over there. Yeah. There's no reason why Russia can't just roll through that place and just take it over. They could. I mean, bomb the fuck out of Kiev, and that's going to end it right there. Get rid of Zelensky. Get rid of the power. Cut the head off the snake. This is how this is how war is supposed to be waged. Not this fiddle fucking around that they're doing. <laughs> Shooting so, films. So, right, or lack, <laughs> setting up inflatable tanks, or lack of, or lack of films coming out of Ukraine. Well, that too. I mean, Elon Musk sent over, gave them all those free Starlinks, right? Yeah. And anybody and everybody's got a cell phone over there. And how come we are not seeing videos, cell phone videos, TikToks, Instagram reels, fucking things on Twitter? We're seeing nothing from local people that happen to be, oh, look at this Russian troops in my town. Right. We so we don't know exactly. Oh, what's look going at this building there. just got blown up. Oh, right. well, I mean, oh, look see, at these guys fighting in the street. We're seeing nothing. Well, we're seeing some of that shit. We've seen like. Well, we're seeing lately. some that was professionally produced. We saw, yeah, exactly. So we're we saw some of it like right when it started the conflict between the two. Um, we obviously we've talked about before. We don't know how real that shit is or like what's actually real video propaganda or like just made up shit. Um, so that goes to say like. There could be a media blackout. Uh, there could be censorship going on. Which, well, there's probably that. Yeah, and also, we don't know the extent to which the USA is actually involved in the conflict. We know that we know we're giving them a shit ton of money, right? We know that. We don't know uh, if there's maybe special forces, uh, you know, any type of operation going around like that. Uh, or just soldiers that are being sent in that are being kept on the, uh, you know, under wraps and not being shared through the internet through uh, news. Because, like, what do you see on the news? You see the fucking Titanic. You see UFO shit and like Donald Trump bad, Hunter Biden bad. You see that shit. Do you really see a lot about Ukraine? Yes, no, maybe so. I don't know. Sometimes Ukraine is not even in the news cycle. Right. 
Well, th- but that's the thing because it's so easily it's so easily to distract with. Well, Hunter Biden's doing coke at the White House. UFOs. You see that alien Nevada? Did you see it? Yeah, I it think that's. Pretty, I think it's pretty much been debunked. Yeah, I don't. Fu- I don't even know. It's like, but, like, but you're right. There's all kinds of news about disclosure going on, and we know there's shadow operations going on all the fucking time. Intelligence operations going on all the fucking time. Uh, clandestine. It's basically clandestine operations that you're never gonna probably fucking hear about ever in your life. So who's to say something like that isn't going on in Ukraine and Russia? We don't know. I, I think this is what's going to happen. This is going. This is going to drag on for another year or so. I really do. Could even be two years. Two. What do you think? How, it's going to drag on and drag on and drag on. There's going to be peace talks. Russia's going to retreat, but they're going to retain the eastern portion of Ukraine. The whole region that was under dispute in the first place, they're going to end up with that. Yeah. Yeah. Because those are all. Russia is. Russia is. Okay. Yeah. Like Luhansk, uh, Donetsk, these areas, the eastern, the whole area that the government of Ukraine has been messing with those people right along, like terrorizing them, bombing them, sending troops in because they're ethnic Russians and they want to be autonomous from Ukraine so that they can be more like, you know, be more like Russia. Yeah. They want to be part of Russia. Yeah. They're mostly Russians Mm. or they're ethnic Russians. They're something. Yeah. Well, they're not Ukrainians. I mean, they're weird. There must be a small faction of actual Ukrainians there, but they probably don't want to fucking be there either. (laughs) You know, they probably just don't want to be fighting. Yeah, so, if, they, if that's actually what's going on, they probably just want to be. And like, that's what's going to happen. And then BlackRock's going to go in, and they're going to rebuild the whole country. <clears throat> okay, so up. so you see the latest thing now. Now we're going to get into one part of this, but we're going to get talk about the first thing first, right? Remember a week or so ago, maybe it was two. Now that Zelensky did this speech, where he's saying, "Oh, you America, you you people in the West, you're going to have to start sending your kids to fight here to." Zelensky, yeah, the comedian, yeah, to save to save Ukraine, (laughs) you're gonna have to get involved in the war. What is the number one thing we've been like putting off this whole time? Allowing Ukraine to become a member of NATO. Zelensky comes out in the last few days. I'm begging, I'm begging, let me join NATO now. Let me join NATO. We need, you know, NATO needs to invoke Article Five and. You know, which means an attack on Ukraine or an attack on any NATO nation is an attack on all of NATO, right? Now he's back to pushing for Ukraine to become part of NATO. And that was the whole deal to begin with, is that when they made the deal with Gorbachev, when before he was deposed and before... Oh, what the fuck was his name? Before he took, this other guy took power. Oh, my God. I cannot believe I can't remember his name. Oh, Jesus. And uh, that Ukraine would never, ever be allowed to join NATO. Never, ever? Nope. And now, (laughs) oh, and the guy I was, I couldn't remember, it was Boris Yeltsin. And and that and that was and he became the leader of Russia and that was like a coup. They like deposed Gorbachev, had him under house arrest. Uh, he escaped and he got away, whatever. And he ended up living the rest of his life in California, if I'm not mistaken. 
which is, uh, you know, pretty good gig for ex-president of Russia. Yeah, hell yeah. But anyways, the deal was NATO was never, ever going to let Ukraine join NATO. And every time they talk about that happening, that just ramps up the rhetoric coming out of Moscow. Because Putin right along has been warning, if you let Ukraine join NATO, then it's going to be a real war. As I don't. I mean, this is a war. But this is not a war like we've ever seen. I mean, I mean, like when we had the war in Iraq, we just rolled in there and did our thing. Didn't take a fucking year. <laughs> I, Iraq was going on for a while, the Middle East War. Yeah, but when we invaded Iraq, I mean, we were there. Like, it was only a matter of like six months and it was done. Yeah, but we were there for like 20 years. Not in Iraq. Well, actually, probably in the close East. to that. Well, okay, Iraq, Afghanistan is two different things. Well, so, it's all sand and so, deserts. So, but, but the point Camels. is... After the initial takeover of Iraq and getting rid of Saddam Hussein, then there was this whole insurgency that they were fighting, and then the counterinsurgency. Total mess. Yeah. Like, same, same thing in Afghanistan. We go in there, we rout the Taliban in short order, put our own puppet, Hamid Karzai, in as the you know elected president. And now it's just gone back to Taliban rule again. Yeah, it's just. I mean, yeah, but don't Buckley. Don't they learn? Like these, these, these people up at West Point, where they're teaching all these up and coming officers, or down at Annapolis, where they're teaching all the. Uh, they don't. Kiss, you know, the they, naval they don't officers. Give a shit. That's the thing. Do they not? Are they not teaching these? They don't. These cadets, this stuff, because... They don't care. They're going in there to do something. It continues to happen over and over and over again. How about changing the game plan? Right, but they don't... Like, in reality, they only care about doing whatever it is that they're doing, which is either, you know, protecting opiate fields or getting oil or possibly, you know, natural resources or whatever they're doing. They're trying to put a central bank in Syria uh, that's part of the Federal Reserve or World Banking System. Whatever it is they're doing, they don't give a fuck who is actually in power. They send the United States in there to do what they need to do. Kill a bunch of people, carpet bomb people, destroy lives. And then they leave and it creates a power vacuum. And then someone has to fill that power, that, that hole, right? And then so it just probably will go back to the people that were ruling before. <clears throat> well, and they don't give a fuck. That's the thing. They just go and do what they want. And get what they need and whatever ruse or uh, shady event they're trying to pull off. That's what they do. They go and do it. They don't actually give a fuck about the people. No. I mean, that should, I mean, that. No, that's, no, that's, that's always the thing, obvious. though. Oh, we're doing it for democracy. No, that, yeah. We're doing it to protect this innocent civilians. But they do that with Horseshit. everything. Horseshit. Like, I mean, yeah. I mean, well, first of all, just take how they, just look how they treat uh, American citizens, right? I mean, obviously, America isn't the worst place to live in the world. It's actually probably one of the better places to live. But that being said, it's got a shit ton of problems, obviously. It's got a a shit ton of people that are in turmoil every day. Uh, Health issues, people dying, all this X, Y, and Z. And look what they're doing there. They don't really care. Uh, The government, that is. When I say they don't really care. Uh, So then you take a look at a con- other countries where they're invading or they're 
pulling off some sort of shady event for whatever reason, they don't give a fuck about the people there either. Do you know what I mean? So no. it's like you would, oh, you would think, and this is the thing. This is what we go back to. I feel like with the elites because it's always like. You know, when you think about, when you hear about a lot of the fucked up shit that we talk about and the elites doing, you oftentimes you think, well, like, how could somebody do that, right? You think that all the time. It's like, well, I wouldn't do that, so why would somebody else do it? Right. Well, guess what? Well, they do it. They do it, yeah. and they don't give a shit. Yeah. It's not, like, it's not like you or me pulling something off or, like, going about something with the mindset that we have. It's these elites that are trying to propel world events and get money and, and, and natural resources and, you know, do this whole social engineering um, uh, aspect to create more control, I guess, over everybody and gain more wealth, power, control. So we don't have the same mindsets as they do. So it, there's a, a strong disconnect between... You know, realizing what people, these people can do and what we think people are actually capable of doing. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, it does. Because after the last three years, when we've seen what the world is, the world leaders or what they're capable of doing to citizens. I agree with you 100 percent. They do not care. Right. Let's look at let's look at this other Ukraine associate thing that is just dropped right out of the news. You had the leader of the Wagner Group, the mercenaries from Russia, right? Paid fighters by Putin, Russian government, to go fight these people in Ukraine, right? The leader of the Wagner Group said that the Russians are actually firing on their positions. And he's like, pissed to the point where he's like, okay, we're going to Moscow ourselves. We're going to straighten this shit out. Right? What, what did we keep hearing? Oh, there's going to be a coup. There's a coup. The Wagner group's going to... A group of mercenaries is going to take on the whole fucking country of Russia's military. Which just happened to coincide with the Pentagon having a $6 billion accounting error. They announced that same time that this alleged coup attempt is happening. And then all of a sudden... The coup stops, and then the leader of the Wagner group is, like, hanging out in fucking Belarus or something like that now. We're not hearing, I mean, if I was Putin, and if that was a real deal, I'd be sending Hitman over there to take care of that guy and all those other top guys. But it's like, what's happening there? How come we're not hearing anything about that? There's no news about that. But we do know that there's an additional $6 billion missing. Nice. And the rumor is, the conspiracy theory is that Wagner Group and Putin worked together. It was a ruse to trick somebody because what we heard was the United States, the CIA, had reached out to the Wagner Group and said, listen, we're going to give you $6 billion. Just head towards Russia and see what, see what happens. You know, that may not be exactly, but that's just my take on it. And as soon as that $6 billion missing is announced, okay, so it's missing, so nobody needs to look for it, so we don't care where it is. Because that's what's $6 billion really in the big scope of things. Uh, now, all of a sudden, this coup attempt just abruptly stops. 
I mean, do people not see that that's a little sketchy? <laughs> Some I mean, what's the matter, do. people? Some people do. I know they do the. I know. I know in America they do Some these uh, interviews on the street and they ask them questions. Uh, you know, leading Name up leading up to July Fourth. What country did the United States get their independence from? And fucking idiots are come back Ukraine. Saying, they'll say Canada, <laughs> Afghanistan, Africa. I mean, come on. How dumb can you be? So the United States government knows that through the Rockefeller education system, that most of the kids not only are fucking dumb, but they can't read it right. You know, they, they, they know how to use phones to do TikTok videos. No problem. Big Going to be a big influencer. We're all influencers. Got to whip your butthole out and put it online. Social media. Yep. Yep. Let me let me part my P flaps on fucking OnlyFans, but who was Thomas Jefferson? But can you write in cursive? Yeah, that's the other one. <laughs> you know, you know, I don't I don't really buy into this theory, but a lot of people say, well, you the know why they don't thing? you know why they don't teach cursive in school? Because the Declaration of Independence and the Bill of Rights and all that's written in cursive. Well, dude, all you gotta do is go online to any government site, click on it, and if you're real fucking lazy you can do immersive reader and it can read it to you. You don't even have to read it. Yeah, but who knows if it's telling you the whole, the right thing. It's pretty close. It could be wrong, Ron. I don't know. I don't, I'm not the best at cursive, but, you know. Really? You didn't, didn't learn want. cursive in school? I, no, I did learn it, but I just never used it. Oh. Like, unless I'm signing, unless I'm signing, like, some legal do- document or an autograph, you know, because I'm so famous, <clears throat> um, then... I don't use it ever. Do I really? Like, what am I like? Do I, I do? do I really think that it's important to for kids to learn cursive? Really, in the big scope of things? No, no, it's not. It's not. It's kind of this just is like, the digital age. They do everything on their phone. They're not going to sit down and right. It's like we have computers now. We have. I mean, or should we still use typewriters? You got computers <laughs> that can write fucking cursive. I mean, I get it. It's like it is like they should still. I guess they should still teach it. You know, why not? Because it's kind of like there's an art to it. It's kind of like there's a style to it. So, like, but it shouldn't be mandatory. Yeah. Well, you're going to, like, half the kids can fucking just, they have an iPad now or, like, a notepad that they can take to school and they can just fucking write shit on it or type on it. Yeah. They're texting. They're emailing. They're typing on computers. They're not, like, writing a, a letter to fucking their neighbor and it's going to take six months to get there by pigeon. And well, it needs the thing to be is, too, form cursive. Like now, they used to be think people call scribes, and what they would do is they would take a letter and they would you know copy it four or five times, right? Like that was the old the old fashioned way of CCing somebody on a fucking email. Yeah, you know, I mean, I don't really have a problem with them not teaching kid cur- kids cursive in school. I, I don't think it's necessary anymore. I can write cursive very well, and I can read it very well. You know what's very hard is when I was running the Historical Society, all the old letters and things that we had were all in old school cursive. I got to say, I mean, I could read them, but you had to take your time. Yeah. Because even the cursive from the you know 1700s, 1800s, early 1900s, totally different than the cursive today. Yeah, I mean, no one even uses it. When was the last time you saw something in cursive? You don't. Not only that, but kids now, they don't even need to know how to spell. 
Right, because there's autocorrect, or there's you know there's acronyms like LOL, LOL, IDK. I get L- that, I get that from Little G L-M-F-O-A, all the time. LMFOA, what is it? LMFOA, yeah. laughing my fucking ass off. There's that one. Yeah, rolling on the floor. Yeah, and sometimes your your texting will just finish your word for you. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah. Or it gives you choices at the bottom, and you can just click. Yeah. And so it's like you don't even actually really have to know how to spell. Hey, I actually you got can through see the word and be like, oh, I actually got through a whole text the other day. Reading it. No, I where know that's I, hard for you, Rob. Where the suggested words popped up. Hmm. You know, it was a simple reply, but still, I didn't have to fucking type anything. You hit like one letter, and then it. Well, no, you hit one word, or you do like a portion. Of an answer, and then all the rest of it just pops up. You just, you just follow the prompts. Nice, Ron. Way to be a Gen Zer. Okay, so you make me sick. so what? Are we, so what are we seeing? What's the biggest thing now? So Zelensky, oh. Zelensky is begging to become a member of NATO. Right now, all of a sudden, there's this big question on: Is it going to be the Russians or is it going to be the Ukrainians that blow up the nuclear power plant in Zaporizhia? Neither, because the aliens are going to come down and stop it before it happens. Okay, <laughs> this nuclear power plant no, no comment is under Russian control already. Dude, we all know the aliens could easily just take that back, baby. Well, they shut down nuclear armament facilities. I don't know if they can shut down nuclear power plants. Sure they can. They can do whatever the fuck they want. Well, do you know how dangerous shutting down a nuclear power plant would be, even for the aliens? Ron, they don't have penises, okay? If you, if they don't have penises and they can make those spaceships, they sure as shit can stop the Russians from blowing up a plant. Come on. Why would the Russians blow up a nuclear power plant cause a massive radioactive fucking catastrophe... When they're, when they're the ones that are in control of it. Who would want the Russians to be on the hook to pay for that? So you know what I bet? If like it, they were with Chernobyl. If it does happen, I, I, I bet there'll like be some video that comes out, out of it showing it. And it's just going to be like a random big-ass building that blows up. Well, you know, And then they're going to be like, see, that's the power plant. The Russians did it. Well, see, I guess there's multiple reactors there, right? Just like at Chernobyl. Chernobyl... Was multiple reactors and only one of them blew up? Because I guess they're still running fucking nuclear power plants in Chernobyl. Yeah. But, you know, I didn't realize how close to Kiev that Chernobyl was. Mm. It's just north of Kiev. You know, the wolves there are radioactive. Radioactive wolves, yeah. Yeah. That's where the the, the new dogmen come from. Is it? (laughs) I don't know. Sounds legit. (laughs) Yeah, that makes sense. But anyway, so this... Zaporizhia uh, nuclear power plant is further down. It's actually, it's on a body of water that's close to the, that empties into the Black Sea. But, but you know, but you know that there was, remember the dam that was blown up over there a few weeks back and then the Ukrainians were blaming the Russians and the Russians are saying, wait a minute, Ukraine did that themselves. Yeah. Well, this dam was used to hold back water. And, of course, nuclear power plants are all built near water. So was this Ukraine's way of starting this whole, like, psyop of this nuclear power plant? By saying, oh, man, now all the water's going away. We're not going to have any water to cool this. It could be a meltdown. 
You know, the Babylon Bee's got a funny meme. It's posted, says, it shows a, a, a Russian soldier with a bomb and some dynamite. Then it shows a Ukrainian soldier with a, with a warhead. It says, this is awkward. Russian and Ukrainian soldiers arrive at the same nuclear power plant to blow it up and blame, and blame on each other. I mean, what the fuck? They should both just blow it up. I'm just, I'm just. At the same time. Okay, the Russians are not going to blow up that nuclear power plant any more than they blew up the Nord Stream pipeline that they got blamed for. It's probably just going to be America. It's probably going to be old Biden and Hunter. Yeah. A little father-son action. They're going to go down there, strap some bombs to it, just blow it up, and then say it was fucking Russia. Yeah. Who knows? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just tired of the continuous fucking bullshit coming out of there. Yeah. At our expense. In other news. Yeah, what else you got? Sound hey, of, how was Sound how, of Freedom came out? Oh, it did. It's it's out finally. I haven't seen it. But just some interesting things I heard about the film. I heard you couldn't get tickets. Well, one, I heard that uh <clears throat> it's really fucking good. Uh two, it takes place based off of this guy. I forget the name of the organiza- uh, organization that he runs uh, and the name of the guy because, per usual, I'm fucking terrible with these details. But it's based off of a real guy who uh, combats human trafficking, uh, goes to some really fucked up dark places, and, you know, he worked for uh, Special Forces, I believe, the CIA or Marines or something like that. Badass dude. So he goes to these places and he basically shuts down operations, um, you know, where there's like baby farms and places where like, I don't know, he there's some interviews out there where he talks about going to like West Africa and there's these like houses where they basically just take like mentally disabled girls, rape them over and over, produce babies, sell the babies. And that's like one of the things that he shut down. He's going around right now, kind of making the rounds, doing interviews because the movie just came out. Ah, some interesting things about the movie. Obviously, it's about human trafficking, so it's going to be dark. Don't take your kids, ladies and gentlemen, to this movie. This is an adult film. Um, It was filmed in 2018 and... uh, Oh, really? Yeah, when was stopped filming in 2018 and didn't get released until now. Huh. Why? I so, wonder why. why. So, all right. Well, what is your theory on that? <laughs> well, so I heard that there was this uh, big thing where Disney somehow retained the rights to it or something like that. And were basically able to shut it down for a long period of time. That's one thing I heard. I'm not exactly sure how true that is. But I guess Disney... Uh, and Jim Caviezel don't really like each other because <laughs> Jim Caviezel, the starring actor in the film, came out and he was basically said, you know, this is doing way better than any Disney movie that's, you know, coming out right now or is currently out. And I think that's true because Disney lost in the last stretch of films that they made like $900 million. They just lost because they didn't even make it back. Um, so their films are doing really bad. And as we know... Because their films have gone woke. They get, it's Yeah, they're going woke. Yeah. They're going woke. If you've seen... like, Well, obviously, there's the Black Mermaid. 
there's there was this movie that came out. I, I put it on for my daughter. I forget. I think it's called Strange Planet or something like that. It's like a kind of a spacey movie, and it's just so woke. Like it's like they make the lead character gay. They make uh, they make the character who's a boy gay and his dad and mom are an interracial couple the dog is disabled <laughs> the leader of the world drinks uh, Bud Light is, <laughs> is a Native American mm-hmm. and the probably the most poorly portrayed character in the film is the dad of the son's dad who is who basically like leaves his family to go off an adventure. So the grandfather. The grandfather. That's what I should have fucking said. So this is the kind of stuff that's being put out in the Disney. And they're in the whole nine million nine hundred million dollars. Um which probably is not a fucking fart in the wind in their uh, you know, whatever. But go see the sound of freedom. So the character Jim Caviezel was playing is... See, this is why Ron's around, because when which I is, forget all this shit, he... Well, it's Tim, Tim Ballard. Types the guy's, it into his computer. Is and the then guy's name, and lets you know. he's, been, he's been very vocal on Twitter, and uh, mostly Twitter. Uh, a lot of stuff, if you see anything about Tim Ballard, that's the person that Jim Caviezel plays. Mm. Uh, so, just brief clip here, it said... The Sound of Freedom film was completed in 2018 and a distribution deal was made with 20th Century Fox. However, that studio was purchased by Walt Disney Company, which Boom. shelved the film. Yeah, so I did get it right. Yeah. I got it right, people. Yeah. It Woo! said the filmmakers reportedly spent years trying to get the distribution rights back from Disney and take it to theaters. I wonder what happened there. Do you think Disney just said, oh, what? Fuck it. Let's just let's let it ride. I, I guarantee you there was some sort of, like, legal battle going on. Do you wonder if Walt Disney bought out 20th Century Fox just to keep them from releasing the film? They might have. I mean, this is like, I mean, just look at a lot of the people in the past who are going to put out, like, human trafficking documentaries or human trafficking anything. They end up dead. Yes. So it could be that. Um, they also could, maybe they didn't want to kill him. <laughs> Because everything's kind of like being exposed. Do you know what I mean? So they're mm-hmm. like, maybe the other way we could do that is just try to shut it down. But I guarantee you there's like a legal battle that probably went on. Because it's like if you if you make a movie with one company and then other company buys that company out. I mean, I still feel like whoever created that film or was writing or uh, directing or whatever still probably has some obligation or legal right. To put the movie out in some regard, do you know what I mean? Because they're probably under some sort of contract, right? The pre- pre- previous company, and so then they probably had to go to court with Disney. And I'm guessing this is all speculation, but this is what I would think. And then you know, obtain the rights to put that film out because Disney clearly didn't want it out. Disney clearly has ties to human trafficking and a lot of fucked up shit that we know. Uh, so who's to say, but well, what I'm, what I'm seeing, and I didn't know we were going to talk about this, so I didn't really look into it, but yeah, I kind of just shot from the head, uh, (laughs) the film, which follows the story of operation underground railroad CEO, Tim Ballard 
has since been picked up by Angel Studios, who announced in a press release they plan to release the film to theaters nationwide in July. So this is a little bit of an older report. So this Angel Studios must have somehow made a deal with Disney to get the rights to this, the distribution rights to this movie. Yeah. Uh, Harmon would later clarify his comments in an email communication. To clarify my earlier comment, Disney didn't distribute Sign of Freedom for reasons unknown to us. We are grateful to be the distributor of this important film. So I think we can so, all kind so, of so uh, Disney, speculate why. Disney, yeah, well, 100%, right? <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, so that's very interesting. You know, uh, I hope that the movie does well. I hope that this story is accurate. I hope. It wasn't one of those, the names and locations and things have been changed to protect the innocent, which really means to protect the guilty. But that's interesting that uh, I did not know that, Buckley, that Walt Disney shut that down. Yeah. And it wouldn't be above Disney to buy out. I mean, they got more money than God. It, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't be above them to just buy out whoever had the distribution rights to this film. Hmm. To do exactly what they did was to shut it down. Right. Uh, do you know if it's playing locally anywhere? I think it is, actually. Interesting. Yeah, I want to go see it, but obviously I can't, uh, you know, it's not a kid's movie, so. I guess a lot of this takes place in Central and South America also. Yeah, well, he, a, a lot of this stuff, like, like the baby factories that uh, get talked about happen in, like, third world countries, like Haiti and, uh, you know... Places that well, this is where all these undocumented kids are born, right? Right, and that's the whole point. Is like they they're no born, birth certificates, no birth certificates, so no one gives a shit. Like no one really even knows they're alive. First of all, and second of all, so if you get rid of them, who the fuck's gonna know? If you kill them, who the fuck's gonna know? It's the yeah, it's the undocumented children. Um, but yeah, this stuff happens a lot in other countries, and that's like what the what's his name Tim Ballard like he would basically go on missions, infiltrate, shut down, and and save children, essentially. You know this. Uh, check this out. It says pre-sales for Angel Studios Sound of Freedom has skyrocketed to ten million. Ahead of the film's July 4th opening across in 2,600 locations. Damn. That's a lot. Uh, according to Deadline, which is who's reporting this, the studio is spotting a six-day $20 million start, which is extremely impressive for a non-major studio adult thriller. Over 1 million tickets have been bought for the based-on-a-true-story film uh, following the former... Homeland Security agent played by Jim Caviezel, who rescues abducted children around the world. So I am really, you know what, Buckley? We should go see that together if we can find out where it's playing. Mandate. That would be something. Yeah. We could, maybe it's in a theater where we can have them bring us beer. I'll wear a pretty dress, put on some lipstick. Well, I'm going to want you to do your hair like you did this weekend. Oh, you saw that? Of course I saw that. What do you think? I I looked like Snoop Dogg. I'm like, what the fuck? It looked so, good, baby. I looked like a black rapper. Well, your hair is long, so you can get away with it. But no, you kind of looked like if you were a little skinnier, <laughs> you might have looked like 
a Kentucky meth head. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So, so what did they call that style? I mean, it was braids, but she called it something. What was it? Uh, it's like a double Dutch oven braid. Double Dutch braid. Do- or triple, yeah, something like that. So, But you had it in your story, so you didn't post it. So post it's what? gone. Uh, no, it's gone. But it, I basically... You need to post that it, again. Just so think about like see. Snoop Dogg. Yeah. I basically looked like a rapper. He's working up a master plan. I was fly, I was fly as shit. And uh, she's braided my hair before in the past, Ron. And she does a very good job. That's why whenever I want my hair braided, I go to her. And it's usually only when I've been drinking. Well, I figured it was July 4th weekend, so you were probably doing that. <laughs> Speaking hey, of July 4th. Well, hold on. We're going to okay, get there. Hold on. I Just something else here. You know how Disney's been pushing the new Indiana Jones movie, the oh, God. Dial of Destiny, total fucking flop. It should just be, they should just make Indiana Jones fucking, what are the what, funeral movies? Well, do you think, like, I don't know, I don't know what uh, Angel Pictures paid for the distribution rights to Sound of Freedom, but God check this it. out. We can find out real quick. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, which was has been blasted on social media for being woke. Cost around three hundred million to make. Projections ahead of opening weekend had the film making around sixty-five million. That is quite a fucking loss. Is they that's by Disney, isn't it? Mm, yeah. yeah. So this was one of the films that was also being talked about. That was a part of their long stretch of just money, money losing money. That nine hundred mil, like Indiana Jones, is part of that. But I do think they should make one more Indiana Jones movie, and it should just be his fucking funeral. <laughs> and it should just be all based around in uh, Harrison Ford in a fucking casket, and then, like, everybody from his life shows up to the funeral. Like, the Nazis, they show up. Uh, the, the guys from the Temple of Doom in the loincloths who rip hearts out, they show up because they want to get his heart. Uh, the, the little Asian kid, the monkey, you know, they just all show up to his funeral. It could get weird. Maybe there's a little treasure hunt. Maybe there's some fighting. Just end it already. That's what Don't I'm really you... trying to fucking get to. End those movies. There needs to be no... The the the, the new ones are, are not good. They are not good. Don't you they think Harrison shit. Ford should just call it? He just wants money. That's what he's doing. If you do something like that, like he's got to be, what, se- almost 70? Oh, no, he's over 70. Yeah, oh, okay, so he's over 70. It's a money grab. They're not good. The three, the first three were pretty good. The new ones. Is this the fourth one? Not fucking good. Is this the fourth one? This is the fifth. I watched the first one. That's it. They're, what? Oh, you should watch the other two. I mean, they're not. They're the good. first one was Raiders of the Lost Ark. Right? There's Raiders of the Lost Ark, Temple of Doom, and then the Last Crusader or some shit. And then the new one with Shia LaBeouf is like the skull crystal... Crystal Skull? Yeah, Crystal Skull, and then there's this one. It's just like, enough's enough. Why are we making, like, the the fifth Harrison Ford Indiana Jones? Make something new. Make something good that's new. Harrison Ford doesn't need to be playing an adventuring, fucking whip-slinging, gun-shooting swordsman who jumps on the backs of horses when he probably has, like, sciatica or scoliosis. Like, he, he should be playing old men in movies now that do old man things. Okay, don't you think that... Right, Ron? Okay, first off, Hollywood needs to come up with something original. Hollywood's not going to come up with anything original because they're not fucking capable of it. 
This is why the big push. I was always an indie film guy, and I think you probably are too. Love indie films. They're a little quirky. Yes, the cinematography is usually fucking awesome, but, you know, not by CGI standards or whatever. God. You know, sometimes I want to watch a movie. I don't want to see CGI. I want to see a real story. I want to see a puppet. I want to see, like... get a puppet once in a while? Like Casey Affleck's uh, story, Manchester by the Sea. No CGI, no special effects, none of that. Just a fucking story about the human condition. Yeah. Right? Okay, so... uh, So... You have little studios try, trying to make films, but just like everything else in this country, they make it so hard and so expensive for just Joe Blow to go out and just make a movie. Like, oh, no, you got to have all these permits. you gotta, you got to uh, hire people from the Screen Actors Guild or the to, Writers Guild. You have to litter your movie with woke bullshit you gotta have all yeah you gotta have all these special key grips instead of your cousin Vinny over there that can hold the pole with the microphone on it it's like this uh vietnam movie about this war hero is is really good but we need to change the lead to a black woman yeah and then we'll make your film how about that can you do that okay so bing (laughs) bing artificial intelligence came back with an answer to what angel studios paid disney it's interesting. I'm sorry, but I couldn't find any information on how much Angel Pictures paid Disney for the distribution rights to Sound of Freedom. However, Angel Pictures used equity crowdfunding to raise the funds needed to distribute and market the film. 7,000 people invested, allowing Angel to meet its $5 million goal in two weeks. That's crazy. They also encouraged patrons to pay it forward and allow people who might not otherwise see the movie to watch it in theaters for free. They really want this movie out there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's definitely going to be like a button pusher and wake some people up. Do you think so, though? Do you think so? Do I think what? Button do you think, pusher or wake Do you think it's going to change anybody's mind? Do you think it's going to convince anybody that this shit is actually going on and something needs to be done about it? I mean, this film alone. Because yeah, people, yeah, because I, I kind of well, make maybe. Two, I mean, I haven't seen the film, but I do think the human trafficking stuff is is is. I mean, is, we know it's real, right? But I think more and more people are starting to like figure it out too. Yeah, like I I I honestly believe that. Um, I mean, it's hard for people like you and me to really do. You know anything significant other than what we're trying to do now, which is like Getting talk information about out. it and yeah. be like, okay, this isn't just like some crazy conspiracy theory that like people write thing uh, tons of shit off as, but it's like actually something that's true. It's disgusting. It's happening. Like, uh, it's like what is it? Every five seconds, a kid is taken or some shit it's like probably that. Probably less than that. It's like ten million kids go missing globally or some shit, or maybe it's more than that. I don't even fucking know. But like, I think obviously, the, like the guy in the film, he's doing something that like you and I probably really can't do. So that's amazing. All we can really do is try and talk about it, share information. But Buckley, all it takes is one person to to call somebody like this, yeah, in real life. Don't call the cops because they're not going to fucking do nothing. <laughs> but you said, listen, you know, I've seen some really weird activity going on here. Lots of young kids coming in and out. 
Wow, right. young, young women, like late teens, early 20s, going in and out. Something's going on here. Can you look into it? Yeah, okay. And okay, and that see something say something. Right. And that kind of uh, I was I guess I wasn't really thinking like on that scale cuz that's kind of like more of like a co- uh, community basis, yeah. which in reality like everyone should be doing, especially if you're like a male and and women too, obviously. Mm-hmm. But like if you're a stronger male, you know, you need in your you see something weird going on in your community or you see like a kid that like looks like they're in duress not just like you know acting like out kids with black eyes or like a parent is like kind of getting a little you know uh speaking to their kid in a harsh tone and have to pick them up because they're misbehaving not like that i mean like something that's actually bad like that doesn't look like that would be that kid's mom right and obviously yeah, yeah or you see a weird or you see like a fucking creepy guy just like hanging out the park has no kids and it says his fan like, says free candy right <laughs> right but okay <laughs> but shit like that does happen. So there are things you can do. Like you can obviously watch out for your kids, right? You can watch out for your kids' friends. You can watch out for, you know, if you like kids in the community, like if you're at the park and you see some fucking sketchy dude, like you can watch out and do things like that because it's not unheard of that kids get taken in America and, and go missing. Like that is not unheard of. Like, you know how there's always those stories that maybe not always, but there's a lot of those stories where it's like, there's some guy who seems perfectly normal, but he has like seven teenage girls in his basement. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But he's just regu- living a rev- uh, regular life. Well, you know, a girl goes missing. That's the kind of places typically that they're probably going or worse. Honestly, but who knows? But there there are things you can do. Um, I don't think necessarily on the Tim Ballard. Like, you're not going to go infiltrate probably some, uh, you know, baby shack. No, because that, that stuff is well hidden, and he had to do a yeah. lot of work to find those. But, yeah, that's like you have to uncover that shit. Right, but you have different, different scenarios. You have, right. you have the strange dude that kidnapped these kids when they were very little kept them in their basement and just used them as sex slaves and then you have the people that are these whole this whole gang just goes out and they go city to city mm-hmm. and they try to kidnap as many kids as they can mm-hmm. 800,000 people go missing in the United States every year right. I don't know how many out of that 800,000 are children well, let's just say it's only 100,000 of children. That's still 100,000 children missing. Right. I mean, just look at the sheer numbers. Where do these people go? Maybe well, it's the maybe cartels, 50 Ron. well, maybe 50,000 of them just pulled like my uncle Wayne, they went to the store for uh milk and cigarettes and never came back cuz he couldn't fucking take being home anymore. <laughs> There's probably a fair amount of those. <laughs> And then there's the people that go off and commit suicide that you never recover their bodies. Are we talking about kids here, Ron? Or what we- no, I'm talking about adults. Oh. You know, just trying to round off the 800,000 number. And you might have, you know, 150 or 200,000 that are just plain old runaways. That still leaves a big, big number of people that we don't know where they went. And there's no trace of them. You know, you know what's a big... Uh- I, I didn't actually know about this. 
But apparently natural disasters or are very are high hubs for human abduction of children. Uh, in places where like hurricanes hit or, sure. or or earthquakes happen or tornadoes and really just fuck places up really badly because there's lots of kids like you know parents are dead there's lots of people there misplaced uh, there's a lot of chaos going on so apparently that's a huge time where people just roll through with vans and start abducting children it makes a lot of sense I like yeah I just hey I can read about that I was like what the fuck? oh no that would make perfect sense right because. Well, all right, say, say you take, uh, like, a Katrina. Take a Katrina. Right, yeah. The hurricane that hit New Orleans, right? I can remember back when that was coming, or right after the levees breached, because, you know, that hurricane came and went before the levees breached and the actual flooding started, right? It was like a day or so. I can remember joking, talking to some friends, saying, if there was anybody in New Orleans that you wanted to whack, now would be the fucking time to go do it. Right. And it's exact. And I was being serious, kind of half-ass serious when I said that. And but when you think about it, how many people went missing during Katrina? A lot. And then the <laughs> I don't know, but... and then yeah, but then the cops were using it as a time to assassinate people that they didn't want to deal with anymore. Remember the cops that got arrested? They got caught fucking picking people off, shooting people. I don't. In New Orleans, no. New Orleans is one of the most corrupt police forces in the country. Damn. Let's look up the numbers. There was about twelve thousand documented cases of people missing from Hurricane Katrina in both Louisiana and Mississippi. However, all but about 3,700 of those have been found. 705 people are still being reported as missing as a result of Hurricane Katrina. So that's a fair amount of people. Yeah. And that is just one storm, right? Yeah, you know, uh, I really hope that this film does well. Again, I hope it's accurate. I'm really looking forward to seeing it, though. Yeah, I mean, I th- I feel like it is. I mean, like, Mel Gibson came out and was talking about it a little bit. Jordan Peterson came out. He was talking about it a little bit. Uh, obviously, it's, it's, like, one of the biggest issues, I think, it, globally that's going on. And, I don't know, whatever we can do to try and combat it, it's, like, <clears throat> I guess it's just one more step. It does seem a little daunting, though, because how do you take down, like, a global fucking ring. Do you know what I mean? And you like you can't just say either that it's like like something this big too, this many kids. This would be equated to taking down like a major drug cartel. Right. But like <clears throat> this kind of stuff doesn't just go through through the limelight without like some sort of government participation i guess you know what i mean because it's like it's so big that it goes through so many different walks of life different rings different uh agencies different organizations different you know charity organizations all this shit that it's like something is going to have to be covered up multiple times lots of times 
And that's not just going to be done by like the people at the organization that come across this shit. It's going to be done by intelligence, FBI, police, whatever you want to call it or say. So I don't know. That's hard to, for people to grasp as well because, you know, lots of times when you hear about something like human trafficking, you think it's like the cartels, it's these thugs, and it is, but it's also your government, your agencies, your intelligence, your CIA, your FBI's that are covering shit up. Not everyone in those organizations, obviously, because it would be unfair to say that every single person at the FBI or the CIA is, you know, complete scumbags and are just trying to, like, further corruption. Obviously, there are people there in those agencies that do that shit, but there are also people that are probably just trying to, you know, do some good. <laughs> but that, that connection is hard for people to grasp, and I think it's something that another thing that people are going to have to start to really take a look at is, like, well, something this fucking big doesn't just get swept under the rug by the people that are doing it or or the people that might stumble across it and don't really do anything about it. Like, it takes more than that to cover it up and to try and keep it out of the public eye. That's where your governments and corruption really comes into play with intelligence, FBI, all that shit. Do you really think, though, in all seriousness, that the government doesn't know that this is going on? Let's, doesn't? Let's see who's running the government now. No, I, These I, are all people that are accused of, well, not accused, but say in some way or another, are all under suspicion of sketchy stuff with kids. Pedophiles. Yeah. No, I definitely think they know. They, yeah, they definitely know. But there, I that's I, that's another job of the government is to set up and pretend like nothing's wrong or to have you focus on certain things that are wrong in steps, right? You know, I wonder, I wonder if, because sometimes when movies will come out, they'll be on a streaming service and you got to pay like whatever it would cost, sometimes like 20, 25 bucks. To see the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Which I would pay $50 to see this movie from my lazy boy. I mean, that's just me. You don't want to go to a movie theater? Well, movie theater would be cool. I guess it's playing in a few places in New Hampshire. Yeah, it'd be a good thing to see. Go see yeah. it, ladies and gentlemen. Go see it. What else do we have next, Ron? Anything good? Did you have a good 4th of July? You didn't, did we, you? No, I did. We were planning on taking this week off. And then I'm not going to take time off if the weather's going to be crap because I might as well work. I got plenty of work going on, right? Right. So, Friday night, we had a little dilemma at the shop. It was here kind of late. So, I had Saturday, Sunday. Saturday, weather was okay. Sunday, the day that we were actually having our get-together, freaking rained all day. But you know what? It didn't stop me. It did rain a lot. I had three easy-ups right next to each other. I had my flat top set up out there so I could cook smash burgers. Solid. I had picnic tables set up. I had coolers full. And everybody that said they were coming showed up. On Every, time. On time. Well, we don't really have a time. It's like, <laughs> it's like okay, anytime after noontime, because it gives me time to set up. Yeah. Anytime after noontime goes till whenever. 
typically, you know, we have an older crowd, so it's usually after dinner, everybody helps clean up, everybody sits around, shoots the shit, has a few drinks, then they start slowly going home. Get out! So, everybody showed up. Uh, my wife doesn't like to have the actual dinner till later, so I want to say I started cooking around 5.30 or 6. You know, but we had lots of apps. There was all kinds of food there all day. But... You know, I wasn't going to let the rain be a downer. I just wasn't. And then, and then Monday, it was kind of crappy. As long as you have cover, you know, you're, you're good to go. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, it's not like it was super cold. It was kind of warm still. It was like in the high 60s. Yeah. And, uh, and I was fine. Yeah. Uh, so Monday, it was clean up in the morning. I told my wife I'm going to leave the easy ups up because... I might want to do this party all over again before Wednesday morning. And, and, she, and she's like, oh, I thought you were taking a week off. I said, nah, not if it's going to be crappy. I might as well work. Yeah. Yeah, I might as well make money. And, uh, and, and uh, one of the guys that comes in, he does a lot of his own stuff, and he helps me out. He's like, yeah, dude, I can't spend another day home with my old lady. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I kind of understand uh... what you're saying. I mean, I love my wife, but being in the same house on rainy days... For that many days in a row. Leads to divorce. It, I won't say that. It's just <laughs> nice to get out of the house. Yeah. And uh, so so Monday was a little crappy. Uh, July 4th, I woke up. It was kind of nice in the morning for a little bit. And I'm like, oh, we might be able to pull something off today. Yeah. And then I started getting into stuff. I'm like, maybe I'll jump in the pool. No, it wasn't super warm, but it was muggy. Get those, and then all of, daddy's out. All of a sudden, around. I look off. I look off to the to the west. Sasquatch, black skies. Oh, black skies. What day was this? Uh, yesterday. Oh, yesterday. And then all of a sudden, it started downpouring, thundering, lightning. I'm like, fuck this. What time was that? I want to say around four thirty uh, in the it, afternoon. It was fine in Concord. It actually sunned up yesterday. Well, she texted me because she had said, oh, well, I got to get out of the house. I got to go do some stuff, which means good be gone. I'm going to go have a drink. Uh, but but I'm like, OK, cool. She goes, do you want to come? I go, nope. You're like, hell no. Nope. Get out, woman. I'm going to stay right here. And uh, so anyways, but then I woke up this morning. Sun's out. It was like 90 something degrees today. Yeah, it was so fucking hot. Today. But, you know, it wasn't that humid, though. No, it was hot. My fourth, well, we kind of partied on Saturday and uh, drank a lot. Because that's what you do at a one-year-old's birthday party, right? You drink? I, apparently. <laughs> All right, so let's see. And braid your hair, and then obviously you, you set off a shit ton of fireworks, which is always fun. So how'd that go? It went fine. My friend, apparently, he got, like, $1,000 of fireworks for $300. And he basically storyboarded them together. Uh, <clears throat> kind of like, think of, like, a a pedal board for a guitar. Oh. You put each firework and strap or nail it or strap it or stick it to, like, a piece of plywood. And then you interconnect each pack of fireworks um like like you would with uh cables to guitar pedals and then obviously to the amp but essentially so you only have to light it once and so he had me help him carry this fucking 
It was probably like five feet long, maybe six feet with like kind of double stacked or like zigzag packets of fireworks. And we took it out into the middle of this field because he owns a lot of property and then just lit it and it went down in a blaze of glory. So was it good? No, they were actually really good fireworks. Uh, And then a 4th of July, dude, it was like, it wasn't bad, but it was muggy. It was so fucking muggy. It was like disgusting. I was just I was just sitting in my house like sweating. It was like the kind of mugginess that makes you agitated. Oh yeah. Like you kind of like want to strangle someone or like take one of the kitchen knives and just stab something. Well, the thing is it's like you're soggy. Yeah. You're soggy and you're also getting dehydrated because you're sweating. So that makes you a little cranky. And it's almost like you just like how do you escape the heat? But all in all, my 4th of July was pretty fucking, uh, it was actually productive. I woke up, made my bed. I don't know. Do you make your bed in the morning? Sometimes. Sometimes. I'm major- uh, most of the time I do, unless I'm like really running late or I decide to sleep in or hit the snooze button. But generally I make my bed. That's like the first thing I do in the morning. I know everyone's going to be like, oh, Jordan Pearson, oh, you got to make your bed in the morning, clean your room. Yeah, yeah don't I get fucking that. tell me what to do. But I didn't get that from him. I used to work out with this dude who was like an um, uh, Iraq vet. He did a couple tours in Iraq, whatever, and I used to pump iron with him. And <clears throat> he told me, he's like, well, in the Army, you know, the first thing you do when you wake up is you make your bed. Same thing in jail. <laughs> and I was like, Really? Why? And he's like, because it just establishes, uh, you know, one, you accomplish something right away. Two, it gets you in a routine. And make Three, it makes you more organized. Like, first thing when you get up, you know, I don't know if it's really helping me at all, but it's just kind of something I do now. That being said, I got up. It was a productive day. I did laundry, cleaned the kitchen, mopped the floors, did the dishes, swept, Flipped those last two because I, I, I swept, then mopped. And then I've been doing these family runs, so we went on a family run, which... Did the baby go? I, I push her in the stroller. Oh. Which is kind of... It doesn't make running... Running's already not that awesome. It is and it isn't, but it's already... You're struggling. You're running. So when you have to push a, a cart a, a stroller, it makes it a little less fun for me. So how was it? It was good. <laughs> did you hear? Did you know that? <laughs> did you know that the baby was up at the garage last week? Whoa! Yeah, because uh, my gal got her car inspected. Yeah, yeah. How was that? Did she get into thing? Anything? Did you give her a wheelchair? Uh no. <laughs> like go pump gas. No, but you know she's such a cute little kid. She's so smart. She gets in, into any trouble. But no, she no. She goes into the downstairs office, and she found this big like see-through plastic tote of different like foam shapes mm. did, did your girl tell you this no and she goes she so she brings it she just grabs it brings it out to me she goes can i play with it and i'm like of course you can <laughs> i said you can do whatever you want to here yeah. <laughs> and uh so so your girl takes it oh is that okay i said yeah no it's fine and, and it was just something that we had i was going through a bunch of stuff and we had found and I think it was like brand new. I don't know if it even ever been open. So, uh, so your girl took her and they went out in the little grass area out here, 
And uh, because it took me like, you know, half hour or so to look at the car and stuff. And uh, so she's out there and she played with that stuff. So it was kind of funny. Nice. Yeah, it was did cool. You, did you teach her any life lessons? Give her any wisdom? No. No. No, I'm not, I'm not going to subject your kid to any of my wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> Big, all right. You want to find yourself a wheelchair. It doesn't look too good. It looks kind of run down. Maybe get a helmet to put on your head for yourself. Wheel that thing out. Hang out at the garage and we'll Make see how many tips you can get. <laughs> Oh, my God. So, no, so I hope everybody had a good 4th of July, although there is something I'm a little upset about. What? Usually on every holiday, you get all the virtual signaler, virtual virtue signalers. Because, you know, I don't do a lot on Facebook. I hardly ever go on Facebook unless I want to go share some lost animals. Like trying to shit on the 4th of July? Well... There was some of that. There was more of that on Instagram, actually. You think they'd be all right with it because it's July. Yeah. Jew. July. Right? So they Jew, should be fine with it. Jews lie, yeah. Yeah, Jews so, lie. So, Wait, what? But what I noticed was every Mother's Day, Father's Day, Christmas, Easter, everybody posts something about the holiday. Wishing you all a happy Easter. You know what? <laughs> I was expecting to see flags. All over my feed. Yeah, rainbow flags, bitch. And it's like, <laughs> okay, what is wrong with you people? What do you mean by you How come nobody's saying happy birthday, America? Because they're all communists. They all are probably at the I drag, just, I got, the, I the got that time feeling. Story time. But Buckley, I got that feeling that I'm like, okay, are you people not proud to be American anymore? Proud or, or, or has social media, has social media... Fucked your head up so bad that you can't even say happy birthday, America. And then Ben and Jerry's, have you seen this big controversy? Ben and Jerry's ice cream, which is based out of Vermont, ultra liberal state right next door, our next door neighbors. It's actually New Hampshire upside down. That's the big joke. Like New Hampshire and Vermont is 69ing. They're our sister state. And yeah, well, they're the sister that fucking went off to college. Came back with a nose piercing and purple hair. And dreadlocks. And dreadlocks, yeah. Or, or like the braids you had this weekend. And like tie-dye. But the point is, or the, the, yeah. the point is, they said, oh, yeah, this is when, uh, basically just to paraphrase, saying, oh, yeah, this is when, uh, you know, the, the Americans, they stole all the land from the indigenous people. Okay, dude, we all know the fucking story. Wait, Tom and Jerry said that? I mean, Ben fucking, and Jerry. Yeah, Tom and Jerry. Ben, <laughs> ben and Jerry. No, said Ben and that? Jerry's ice cream. They're, they're, Fuck you, Ben and Jerry. And, and I'm like, okay. I'm boycotting your ice cream. That's going to be hard because New York Fudge fudge Crunch is my favorite ice cream. No, nah, I don't give a shit. I'll go what, back to Moose Tracks. What they said, that we stole land from who? The Native uh, Americans? The Native Americans, yeah. So so there was this yeah, whole. Yeah, well, they're doing a lot worse things nowadays. It's yeah. just that. So get over it, Tom and Jerry. But the point is. Uh, everybody knows the story. Nobody alive today had any fucking thing to do with that. You know what I mean? Get over but, it. But they can do business. They can do business in Russia. They don't have any problem doing that, right? They can. There's Ben and Jerry's in Russia. Yeah. Nice. Okay, so Ben and Jerry's own a slam for doing business in Russia in wake of the July 4th indigenous tweet while ben and jerry stirs controversy over july 4th tweet calling 
on the U.S. to return stolen indigenous land, its corporate parent is facing criticism over its refusal to cut business ties with Russia following the invasion of Ukraine. So it's okay for them to talk fucking shit about stolen indigenous land. Listen. Why is ice cream getting involved in this? All right. This whole country was fucking stolen. You should be debating like It was stolen cream. from the, stolen by the Spaniards. It was stolen by the right. English. It was stolen by the French. When we bought the Louisiana Purchase, we bought land from the French who fucking stole it from the fucking Spaniards. Yeah, you. So it's like, okay, so it's not. Stop blaming Americans. Well, it's like, stop. Like, why are you? Why is ice cream getting involved in this? Yeah, make like, your ice cream. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, make your like. Maybe you should be debating like sugar cone, waffle cone, black jimmies, uh, rainbow jimmies, or no cones, or is Jimmy's racist? Or <laughs> yeah, but you see what not. I'm saying. You it's know, okay like for that. it's okay for them to virtual signal over that. Like it's just like this whole well, fucking deal. Okay, but this whole deal with these people crying they want reparations for fucking slavery when nobody alive today was ever part of the of the African American fucking slave trade. Nobody alive was a was a slave. Nobody alive was your owner. Yeah, but also like fucking thinking, stop this fucking insanity bullshit. People nowadays expect corporations to do this kind of shit. Kind yeah, but they want governments to pay reparations. Right. But also too, like they're talking about slavery and like taking people's land. I mean, like you know, this is another thing. They try to get you to focus on the black slave trade, the African slave trade that happened in America, quote unquote, if you even believe it happened, right? But uh, they're trying. Well, to get I mean, you I'm pretty sure it happened. But. They're trying to get you to focus on that instead of like, well, the slavery that's going on nowadays, like the human trafficking slavery. What, like, so why the fuck isn't Tom and Jerry? Oh, I'm sorry, Ben and Jerry. Uh, <laughs> why aren't they talking about human trafficking? Okay, this because was, it's, this no, is this it. is why. This yeah. is why because it's not tasteful because it's not the hot thing. No one wants to talk about kids being raped. Ice cream doesn't want to take a stand for kids being raped, tortured, sold into sexual slavery, being sold repeatedly multiple times in a day because it's not it's not nice to talk about. That's gross. That's disgusting. It's disturbing. It's dark. Slavery is dark, but it's not as dark, and it's social justice. It's virtue signaling, and it's what people want you to focus on. It's what people are talking about now. It's a trend. It's the thing to talk about. What they really should be talking about is the slavery that's going on today. The cobalt mines, uh, the, the Uyghurs, the sweatshops, the human trafficking. That's the kind of shit that Tom and Jerry should be fucking talking about. Because, ben and Jerry. Sorry, Ben and Jerry. Because that's actually slavery that's going on. That African shit, the Native American shit, okay, yeah, it was bad. Everyone gets that. Like, don't do it. Do I still think the indigenous people in the United States are getting fucked? Of course I do. Yeah, they are. Like, like hands down, they're getting any, fucked. Uh, just listen to the horror stories that come out of the off the res. Watch any movie about the res. Read any book about the res or the reses or whatever you want to say. It's terrible shit. You know, obviously, there's alcoholism, there's abuse, there's drug problems, there's poverty, there's all the, there's human trafficking going on there. There's all a tons of terrible shit. But slavery, they're trying to f- make you refocus your attention on slavery of the past. 
When instead we of the slavery that's currently going on, right? We should be focusing on the slavery that's currently happening now, and that's basically it. Hundred percent. I feel like I don't. It's, know. it's like it's like it's another fucking liberal organization that's dredging up the past. Listen, I personally, Buckley, most of you listeners, is nothing we can do. About what the fucking early American settlers, the French settlers, the Spanish settlers did. There's nothing we can do to fix that. There's nothing that we can do other than to try to make the lives of these people, like I'm talking indigenous people, who are stuck on the reservation, still repressed to this day. Let's do something to help those people. But when you got all these people in California that said, "Wow, we want our reparations. I want my $5 million check. Like, like that is going to bankrupt California. Not that it isn't bankrupt already. Hey, listen, it, the whole thing is it's fucking bullshit. Stop yeah. with the virtue signaling. Oh. If you want to do something to end slavery, just like Buckley said, do something about the slavery that's happening now. Do something about the slavery that's happening in the Congo. Well, I guess they can't call it slavery because they're paying these people a dollar a day to work the mines. But did you know that once they're in the mines, they can't leave? That seems to me like forced labor, doesn't it? I mean, yeah. I mean, every person, let's talk about it the... It seems like sweatshops, Ron. Let's talk about the incarceration industrial complex real quick. Oh, that's fucking terrible. <clears throat> When I was That's locked, another form of slavery. When I was locked up, we we had a we had a choice. We could go into this other building and work, and we were making electronic, like electronic. I don't even know what you would call them. These little gizmos. We were making for that company called C- Cabletron. Remember Cabletron back in the day? Nope. Was owned by a gentleman called Craig Benson, who actually was one term governor in the United in New Hampshire. No idea. Okay, but do you know what they paid us? Like thirty cents an hour. Yeah, it's basically slavery. Oh no, but no, but this is this is all volunteer. You volunteer to do this. Well, if you don't, then they throw you in the hole, right? No, they don't do anything. Oh. Not where I was, but they what they touch your. Well, you could go out and mow lawns, and everybody wanted to go mow lawns because you got to be outside. Yeah. So I did that, and I was able to buddy up with the uh, the guy that was in charge of that, and he he figured out that I knew how to do plumbing, like PVC plumbing, which is pretty easy. He's like, oh, no, you come with me. You don't have to worry about lawns. You're going to come and hang out. His name was Roger. You can hang out with me all day, and we'll just go around, and we'll fix plumbing shit. And I was working in the old folks' home. I was doing, I had a pretty good gig, actually. Yeah. But you got people in prisons that they're making them work for, like, $2 a day. Yeah, it's insane. And they have to keep these prisons full. Yeah. Well, part of that's that's a whole money thing in itself. You know, we're going we're gonna to revisit that because that's another whole fucking it, it, yeah. conspiracy theory scam in itself. Yeah, it's basically like sort of a basically a Ponzi. It's like, you know, the people at the top want to make fucking money. So what are they going to do? They want people to be imprisoned. They do want you people think to that, stay in prison. They want to pump out products. Do you think that this lady that ran this program where I was was only charging Cabletron 35 cents an hour? Hell no. No. Nope. Not even close. Yeah, it's basically a sweatshop. And I get it, like, you know, 
well, we're not going to go deep on prisons, but I, I understand it's like you're a prisoner, like, right? You fucked up, I guess. Some people, probably a majority of you fucked up. There's probably some people in there that, you know, are wrongfully in there, obviously. But you're in there, you're a prisoner, so it's just like, well, you're basically shit on a stick, and you have to do whatever we tell you you're going to do. And the, part of that's slave labor, part of that's eat shitty food, part of that's like, you know, being part of an environment that's absolutely terrible in some ways. Some ways it's probably not so bad, but at higher levels, it's probably even worse in some areas. Um, you know, you hear about all the sexual abuse that goes on, all the physical abuse that goes on, shankings, you know, a number of fucking things. But, you know, that these systems are not probably never going to change uh, because there's people at the top that want fucking money. So they're going to pump out products, uh, you know, pay people very little and then make a shit ton of money off of it. Like Ron was just saying, um, well, it's just like when you're in jail, you're, you're treated like a piece of shit. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. what I was going to say. Uh, in reality, or not in reality, in on what I really think we should be doing is like these are called what they're what are they called? Uh, they like reform you, right? They're supposed to be when when you go in, you're supposed to be changed, right? Well, what, what's the word they call that? Initially, when they started the prison system, no, but what is it called? There's that word, fuck, Rehab- fuck. rehabilitated, rehabilitated. You're yeah. supposed to be re- rehabilitated. When you go in here, and it's quite the opposite, yeah. most in lots of situations. So, well, I mean, I know the reason why, but why aren't we making prisons more like educational places? You know, places where people can learn skills, places where they can learn how to, you know, be a leader, a not of a gang. Uh, you know, you be a strong figure in their community, uh, learn a trade, like learn education. Some people are in there for years. Like, so maybe there's some sort of schooling opportunity, you know, all X, Y, and Z. But I mean, I'm sure there's some prisons that do that, but like a lot of it's just based on a Ponzi scheme of making the people at the top money. And that's fucking factual. You know, this is, that's well known. This was the move to privatize prisons too, because if the prisons were privatized, you have these whole corporations that just run prisons. That's all they do, right? Right. And the inmate is the product. So this is why they have to keep these prisons full, and this is why they put people in jail for petty offenses. There's something that we're going to get into. We're going to get into the incarceration industrial complex, and here's something else we're going to get into. Cocaine. We're going to oh. get into the... Homeless industrial complex. Very similar model. Something, something I just recently came across. Very similar. Super models. interesting. Yeah, Buckley. What do you think? You wanna, you wanna abbreviate tonight's show? Ah, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm so fucking tired, dude. It was so hot out today when I was working, mm. and I was just sweating balls, and I'm, I'm beat. I don't know if you could tell. I was kind of stumbling around a lot tonight, and I was a little spacey. You know, the first day back from any time off, I take so little time off. Yeah. That if I take off, like I took four days off, which is fucking never happens. I was like ready to rock and roll this morning. Yeah. You know, and it was like, I didn't expect anybody to even show up to help me today. I really didn't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, you know, it turns out we uh, fixed a problem child left over from Friday. So we got that down the road, got that taken care of on to the next project. I got two days left this week, and I'm going to go balls to the wall the next two days. Hell yeah. Put your balls on that wall, Ron. Well, I got to do some really grungy work. You know what? I should take some pictures of it. 
and post it on my Ron from New England page on Instagram. Sure. So people can see. How dirty you get. One of my talents. Because there's things I do that not everybody likes to do and not everybody wants to do. Do you guys like uh, bikinis, banana hammocks? No, I have a Chevy Suburban over there that needs full rocker panels, lower rear quarters. Sounds fun. Dog legs. And I just spotted there's like a three-foot section of the frame I need to weld. Nice. Big project. But you know what? Because we told everybody we weren't going to be around this week, phone's been nice and quiet. There hasn't been people coming around looking to get inspections because we do. We people like revving their engines. In we the like people. We like people to have appointments for inspection, but it's not one hundred percent necessary. Yeah. If you pull in and I have an empty bay, I will get you in. Yeah. I don't like to make people wait. People do have to drop their cars off when it's super busy and I've got no room in my shop because you've got to bring the car inside, right? Mm. But if that was quiet today. I, well, I did four. I did four inspections today, but which was fine. I didn't go crazy. They were all fairly new cars. I said to give them a good once over and, uh, you know, made a few bucks there. But this Suburban, this is the kind of work I don't mind doing as long as I don't have people up my ass Phone ringing off the hook and interrupting me every 10 or 15 minutes. I can actually get a lot of work done. if I'm, I I used to come in here and work at night because that was the only time you could get anything done. Mm. Because there's so many people in and out of this place. So hopefully next couple of days, I'm going to make up for taking two days off and we'll see what's happening. Right. So Buckley, what do you got for any closing words? I'm really fucking tired. I knew you were going to be beat today. Dehydrated. Uh. <laughs> After four porch rockers. <laughs> For dehydrated of water, Ron. Well, there's water in beer. You know what I'm saying. Do I just, ho- no, I just hope, I hope you feel better tomorrow. Ron, you're just, I don't know. So the next two I don't days. I any closing words. That's what I'm trying to really say. All right, cool. Just next couple everyone, of days are going to be in the 90s. fucking relaxed. Oh, I did have a question for you, actually. Right. What's the most American thing you can think of? The most American thing I could think of? Yeah. I don't know. Just being proud to be an American. That's it. Yeah. I mean, just being proud of your heritage and being proud of the country that you live in. Although, I'm starting to wonder if the lack of American flags being posted on social media is all because people are just fucking worn out with all this woke bullshit that they needed to take a mental break off of it, but they still should have had time. To maybe post something. But I have to admit, I didn't post a flag either. But my Ron from New England profile is the American flag. So the most American thing I can think of, Ron, is the sunset. The sun the sun is rising. In the morning, yeah. In the desert. There's a, a, a slight breeze that blows across and some sand. Tumble, tumbleweeds. With some sand, you know, flows by. And a drone rises in the sky and starts sailing across the the open lands of the deserts. And somewhere in a basement of an isolated facility, military facility, there's some young soldier tech nerd with a a uh, joystick and a computer screen. Not a Logitech one, I hope. Driving the drone towards, what is it, a crowd of people. And then just starts 
carpet bombing the shit out of it. Fucking America, baby. That's what we do. Boom. Happy Fourth of July, bitches. Those are my closing words. <sighs> no, right. not interesting. <laughs> Buckley's a little he's a little punch drunk, I think. Woo! All right, everybody, we're going to give you a little short episode tonight. Maybe we should keep them to an hour and a half from now on. I don't know. What Forever. do you people think? We just both kind of tired today, but we still wanted to give you something. Uh, I do have a few bonus episodes you will be uh, seeing as soon as I can get them edited and get them out to you. So I'll be looking forward to that. You know where to find me, Ron from New England and the Wicked Planet Podcast on Instagram. You can find me on Twitter at Ron from NE. Come join the Telegram chat, Wicked Planet Podcast chat. Come check it out. You see, we've gained some uh, members in the last week or so here. So that's cool. Email us with any questions at the Wicked Planet Podcast at gmail.com. You can find Mr. Buckley, although you won't see any pictures of his, his Snoop Dogg hairdo from the weekend. Nope. At Tristan.a.buckley. Also, Find me on Twitter. Also, also on Instagram. Now, on Spotify the other day. Whoa, 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 whoa. Well, hold on. On Spotify, there's a thing we always, it always asks. It's by default. I don't put it there. Spotify puts it there. What did you think of the episode? And somebody said, asked if it was Morrow Bob that was recently being blackpilled uh, in the podcasting world. The answer to that is Maybe. no, no. Oh. It was not moral <laughs> pop. Uh, and I think Davey Wavy wants to know when your next album's coming out. Who? Davey Wavy. I don't know who that is. Yeah. We actually talked about that on uh, The Tavern. My next album? My Appalachia? We, we talked about some Somebody on The Tavern said, because uh, Ghost wanted me to come on The Tavern Friday night, so I did that. My Appalachia and He goes, album. hey, I got to ask you something. What the hell is this deal between Buckley and uh, Davey Wavy? Oh, and I'm like, and, and Davey Wavy was on it's the tavern. It's a blood too. feud. I said he loves Davey Wavy. We're gonna, one of us will end up dying by the other's hands. Might be knife. Might Anyways, be that's a good show. You can find that on uh, my third eye might podcast. Poison, Patreon Davey Wavy might be poison. Thursday night, me, Joe, and Jen from Legit Bat, Ryan from Dangerous World, got together for an old like old timey like uh, get together because we all. Met each other in the very beginning when we all was started to podcasting. And the illustrious Brandon Peacock joined us on the show. And Brandon was one of the original hosts with Ryan on The Dangerous World. It was nice to see Brandon. He's been going to school. He's getting his master's or a PhD or some fucking thing. And uh, whatever. But it was really cool to hang out and talk with him for a while. So uh, nice. you can go check that out, Legit Bat, uh, on any of your podcast apps. Go check out the show. It was from last Thursday. I want to say put it out Friday. Go check it out. It's a good show. Follow me at Twitter at Sloppy Tits, Big Dicks, 69, X. That's it. Do you think people actually go and do that? Yes. All right, everybody. We're out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time. Ron from New England, signing off. Buckley. Yeah. <laughs>